Hi everybody and welcome to the video and live streaming show. My name's John Lacey and I'm joined as always by Sam Proof. Today we're okay. talking all about live streaming goals and how you can sort of measure your, your success and uh, interpret all those stats that we, we love so much and, and be a little bit more strategic sort of moving forward. And I just hit a button that did something I didn't intend it to do. So that's the joy. I mean, it seemed on point. Live. <laughs> it worked. It was, it was on topic. If you're watching, um, if you're watching live, uh, throw that hashtag into the chat, uh, hashtag team live. And if you're watching this later on, uh, hashtag team replay would be awesome. But Sam, how are you going? How's your week been? Good. It's, yeah, it's been kind of a blank. Like we're in full getting ready for the holidays like mode and like all of this stuff's happening. And like, I have no idea what I did yesterday. <laughs> like I have a weird amount of like freelance stuff coming through, which thankfully, uh, but also like there's like a big waiting period of like, I mean, it's coming as soon as things ship. <laughs> so, and then when they get here, it's like a, a mad rush for three days. Um, and then the kids have stuff and the cats have stuff and family's coming to town and that's just how it is. What's up with you? Um, it's actually, we're, we're having a bit of a heat wave here in my corner oh, yeah. of Australia and, um, we're expecting a top of 40 degrees Celsius, which Google tells me is 104 Fahrenheit. So oh my God. It's going to be rather intense. So I'm hoping to yeah. like do this show and then just retreat to the, the darkest, um, coolest part of the house with the aircon going. But, um... But otherwise, it's it's good. We are sort of reaching the end of the year, and I'm, to be really honest with you, I am I am really starting to feel it, and I think I need to have some downtime um, and and just chill out a little bit. Um, but I just want to check in with the chat and hello to um, Said, who's joining us from Germany, where I know it's very sort of late in the night or early in the the morning, depending on on how you look at that. Although. The joy of daylight savings. I, I know things are changing there all the time. Um, but thank you so much for joining us. Um, no white white Christmas in Australia. It's it's funny because um, TechSmith, who who make the Camtasia product, they released a holiday pack of assets for free, and I, I wrote to them. I like thanks for the the asset pack, but you know I'm literally melting here in Australia as I watch <laughs> this. All these beautiful snowy snowman scenes. So no, definitely yeah. not not a not a white Christmas here in Australia. <laughs> we're, we're actually completely opposite right now because it's just getting to like see your breath cold in Los Angeles, which is not typical. It usually does not get that cold, but man, <laughs> it's yeah, been a it's, thing. It's, it's a little all over the shop, but uh, today we're talking all about goal setting and I know, Sam, you have a lot of feelings about this one, and in some ways, I'm probably going to defer to you a little bit on on sure. this um, this week, um, and I just want to say hi to Insomnia Doodles, who's joining hey, us Insomnia. team live. Um, just got back from Hawaii. That's, Welcome uh, that's, back. Uh, that's very nice. I'm jealous. Yeah. Um, yes, so today we're talking all about goal settings. So let's, let's talk about goal settings, be uh, because I think in a lot of times... Um, People, when they start things, they're really excited. They're really optimistic. They think they can conquer the world. And they'll be like, I'll have a thousand subscribers by next Tuesday. <laughs> and I don't think that's the way we should think about that, Sam. No. So I don't know where you want to start this conversation, but, but let, let us know where you think we should start. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, we have an interesting mix uh, since we go out to all these different platforms where we have um, a cross-section of like, people that have sort of these project uh, oriented, you know, things that have funnels that lead to either business things or sales or what, you know, whatever it is like that kind of thing. And then we have this other side, which is probably more on my end where it's, you know, people like insomnia who are doing creative things. We have gamers and all of those things. And I think uh, at least on that side, the latter side, there's a lot of like, if you ask what, what are your goals? They're like, well, I want to hit 10,000 views. I want to get, you know, a, you know, a hundred subscribers, all of those kind of numbers. And I'm like, those don't do anything. A really a minute, you know, thing that's happening there. It's not really a, a goal. It's more of the result of the hard work, you know, which sounds like the goal, but it's not. I, I, I came from a place 
many moons ago, you know, doing like sketch comedy and entertainment videos on YouTube. And legitimately, those were our goals was just like, I'm just having fun. I'm putting stuff out there to get views and subscribers. I don't know why it makes me feel good. Uh, and now, uh, you know, barreling down on the second half of a century, I'm like, maybe that's not the vision you need to have when you go to do something. We need to look at these goals as uh, as, as something that really has a, uh, a definitive end to it, which is the sales side or, you know, uh, lead generation, that sort of thing. And I think that's what, you know, we're kind of putting out there today. And I guess I'm just going to put my hand up here and let everybody know that my goals are incredibly nebulous. Um, and I, I'll give everybody a bit of background and context for this. Um, for me, a lot of the stuff that I'm doing with my content, it really is about personal branding. And the reason for that is the world changed a few years ago. And uh, I I was a face-to-face -face teacher at that point in time. And my work dried up in the course of a couple of weeks. I was very fortunate in the sense that I was able to get another job shortly after. But I was just really acutely aware in that moment that nobody knew who I was or what I was capable of. And I kind of don't want to find myself in that position again. So I, as someone who's invested in a lot in LinkedIn, like occasionally I will have people reach out and say, I want to hire you. And I have to kind of say, uh, I'm sorry, I literally have a full-time job. I don't have time to do anything at all. And depending on what those, those services are that they require, I can certainly um, refer other people, including Sam, uh, depending on what your needs are. But... Um, but again, it's it's one of those things that I'm not necessarily generating income or um, you know making sales directly, but it is, as I say, it, it's quite nebulous. Um, I just want to read this this comment from Insomnia yeah. Doodles. Um, my goals typically are related to community engagement, quality of conversation, giving a signal boost to whatever charity or effort I'm supporting. I don't really do numbers, and I think that's fair enough, Sam. But I'm I'm curious um, how how you'd respond to that. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 an admirable kind of goal. And and you know, and people are going to say no matter what what I say, somebody is going to come back and be like my goal is 100 subscribers. I don't care. Like, <laughs> you know, whatever it is or, you know, these things. But I, I I think this is better than the person who says my goal is 100 subscribers. This, you know, has a definitive end uh whether or not it's for personal gain or, you know, to boost a charity, I think that's fine. Um just knowing those things uh going forward is going to help you create better content. And I think that's ultimately where this leads us is, you know, w why we're making goals, which is to then learn what the content is we need to be making from that. Because you you just put out there, I want to get views and be funny and stuff. That How does that help you create content, right? <laughs> like, if you go, you know, I want to sell this on air sign, not to self-promote because it's not officially for sale. Uh, not yet. Um, I, then I know what the funnel is. I know what I need to be doing. If, you know, your uh, goal is to raise awareness to a charity based on invisible disabilities, which Insomnia does, uh, that is perfectly acceptable as a goal because it gives her the context of the content. And I think, you know, that's the important part. Um, the monetary side of it, also pretty nice. <laughs> sure. If you're doing I, it the I other mean, way. Obviously, obviously, we all exist in this context where we need money to, to live. So, right. you know, that, that's totally fair enough. I just want to read this other uh, comment from Insomnia because I personally find this incredibly relatable. Um, so she writes, I'm yeah. also not trying to get popular. I'm actually a bit of a hermit 90% of the time. Do not take on my position if you plan on making streaming a career of sorts. Um, I'm, it, it's funny because I, and I've spoken about this recently on the show, but as someone who is a bit introverted and... Um, it, it's not that I'm shy. It's just that I really don't want to talk about personal stuff unless we already have some sort of existing relationship. Right. And sure. I'm no, so happy to go go deep on any kind of thing that I'm interested in. But 
Um, and, and I sort of mentioned this on an earlier show, but like the worst thing you can ask me is how was my weekend? Cause I just, I don't think you yes. care if you don't know me and I'm just, just trying to get through it. Um, that, that guess... is the bane of my existence. And I apologize in advance to anyone from the kitten cam who comes in and asks a very sort of just generalized, like, Hey, how you doing? Kind of thing. That is, I hate that. <laughs> like, I'm like, that's, I'm not here to talk about me or how i'm doing or like if i want to i will but like if i'm like not actively on screen and i'm just hanging out in our own chat for the 24 7 kitten cam and somebody asked me that i'm like i don't want to talk about that here <laughs> like not happening <laughs> absolutely um and i just want to read this comment from from saeed and i think it it'll um actually lead in nicely to our next um topic so Building a network that mutually supports each other because you never know where it leads to, um, and it, especially in regards to LinkedIn. But I guess yeah. the other major part of this is thinking about our audience. So whether you have an existing audience, whether you're trying to find that group of people, how important is it that we sort of know who those people are? Yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty much where this goes to, right? It's like you want to know who your audience is and you want to be able to make content for that audience because the flip side of that is making content for yourself and what's the point of that like like you can't you know you can't hope for any sort of success by just being like this seems like a fun thing to do um and just going whole hog on that that's when people burn out and they run out of steam and like they lose it when you you know, create that sort of community and you uh, figure out what it is that community is expecting from you. Like what is, what is their viewing habits, all of those sort of things. That's, that's when you kind of come into that symbiotic, symbiotic, symbiotic relationship of like, I'm going to make stuff that A, I do want to make, but serves their purposes, you know, which hopefully we do for everyone who's out there. And it's one of those things that a lot of people imagine that the one viral video is going to just make their life complete. And it's right. it doesn't really work that way. You really do need to know who you're talking to. You need to foster that relationship. You need to network and actually communicate with people. Yeah. Um, you well, know, and speaking... No, go on, go on. No, no, it's okay. You go. So I was going to say, and, and speaking of like that one viral video, that the problem is... When that one viral video hits, if you don't know all of this other stuff, then it's going to hit and it's going to go away. And I speak from experience having, you know, been featured on the front page of YouTube and then I, I built something and then without any clear vision of what that thing was, I don't have nearly, you know, those views anymore on that YouTube channel. So like, there was no goal there. Learn from my like my loss. Like, you know, you need to know what your goals are and where you can then, you know, uh, funnel that viral video when it does hit. You can be like, great, this is gonna go over here, and we're gonna see what happens. Because it's it's not you know it's not about that viral video. It's not about getting the million views. Um, you know, when we talk about goals like this, it's about making those five really good contacts, you know, whether that's, you know, five uh, sales or five people that come back every week or whatever it is, it's, it's the minute numbers that really are what we're looking at, you know, finding. Because then, then things will snowball from them. Because once you have those five people that really like you or those five people that have bought from you and come back to buy again or spread the word to the other people. And that's where it goes from. What is Saeed's thing? Um, so Saeed oh, yeah. is yes. written, how many yes. Mr. Beast does the world need? And I think that exactly. is, that's the thing. And uh, like I've ranted about this in previous episodes, so maybe we don't need to do it again, but the advice to just be uh, Mr. Beast is is really it's really terrible for the average creator. Right, yeah. it's terrible it, advice that, because you don't have a million dollars to put in production. <laughs> and I mean, even more than that, like like I, I kind of want you to show up as yourself, too, yeah. personality wise. Yeah. Like, don't I, I mean? It's not to say that there might not be production values or narrative arcs or 
or uh, you know different things that you could learn from those videos. But again, I'm I'm 41 years old. I I have very little interest in gimmicky stunts on on YouTube and and people sort of telling each other jokes that aren't particularly funny to me. But anyway, that's a whole other saga. Um, in that's, doodles, that's more my work. <laughs> and somebody doodle says you guys could probably do an entire episode on burnout yes we could probably probably do an entire year on that probably but <laughs> we, we might resist that particular From urge but anyway <laughs> let's uh let's uh we're just gonna come back in a second and we're gonna talk about actually thinking in terms of goals for for live streaming specifically so stay with us we are constantly training our cats every interaction that we have with them mm -hmm. so when Johan would get on my counter before, you know, this is 10 years ago before I was the cat expert that I am now. Johan would jump on the counter. What was the first thing I did? I'd say his name, Johan. He loves that. That's a reward for him. He said, you, you just said my name. I would go over to him and I'd talk to him and be like, you can't be on the counter. Johan loves when I talk to him. Ding. That's another reward for Johan. I'd pick him up and put him on the ground, but I didn't want him to think I was mad at him. So when I'd pick him up, I'd pick him up very nicely and kiss him on the head and say, I love you, but you can't be here. I put him on the ground. I had just done three things that rewarded him for being on the counter. So I was encouraging him to continue doing that. And that's a segment from Sam's podcast, Just Kitten Around, which you can learn more about over at Cute Avalanche. And I think we'll talk about Cute Avalanche in more detail yeah. in a little bit in terms of the goals you have there. But I guess, Sam, let's let's talk about the goals as they apply <coughs> to live streaming specifically. So I, I guess, how do we establish what we think our, our goals should be in the, in, the, in the first place? Yeah, I mean, I get... I that's obviously going to be pretty personalized based on, you know, each, each uh, creator and what their business model is and things like that. Um, I was going to say it, you know, in the uh, example of cute avalanche, um, while we do have merch and stuff like that, pushing merch has never been like a big goal of ours. Um, but as uh, cat fosters, getting donations is a goal of ours because we learned very early on that boy is it expensive to save the lives of cats from shelters or streets or anywhere um and you know we we saw a significant difference from the year that everything was paid by us because as far as cute avalanche goes while we are uh, volunteers through a rescue that rescue only covers medical they don't cover the day-to-day -day food and litter and toys and nutrients and supplements and all that stuff that's all on us um so we noticed you know pretty pretty quickly that if it was left up to our bank accounts we could save about seven cats a year and with the help of our community it was about 21 uh, and that was the first two years you know that was a huge difference and so, you know, while I don't like to beg for money, that became an immediately obvious goal is if we're going to continue to do the work that we do, we do need to ask people for money. And so, you know, we put that out there and that's what you do with goals is you don't hide them in secrecy and burn them away and let them flutter off into dreamland. You make them known like this is what we're doing. This is why we're doing it. And this is what we need, you know, um, and that's. That, that the importance of having those goals is again leading the content so the the beauty of then having something um that is a goal of that nature is with a live stream aside from just leading uh, the content itself which is great because we do all these things like right now we're doing uh catmas which is a you know full month of catmas which is donation dri driven uh, and there's a big overlay. And as people drop uh, 100 bits from Twitch or uh, $1.99 super thanks, super chat on YouTube, they'll take over these uh, virtual ornaments that are on screen with their own avatar, um, which has been great. Uh, and that's the, one of the more creative ways to do it. But you can still do things like just getting uh, sort of a progress bar for if you're doing something that is strictly donation driven, which we've done in the past as well. So we use Mix It Up app, which is a great app. It's chatbot. It does a lot of things. But one of the things it does is the sort of progress uh, bar style overlays. And you can, you know, tie it into um, 
a few different donation methods like Twitch bits and super chat and all that, or, um, the, uh, uh, oh, geez. They have, I don't, uh, Streamlabs has a, like a donation thing and they'll, it'll pull the API mm -hmm. from that. Um, I actually was able to figure out how to, uh, do something interestingly complex, which is we create a sort of mini GoFundMe style um, web page on our own website, and it actually sends off a webhook to the Mix It Up app, and we'll take data from that, so we can actually be pulling from all of those places at once to have a common uh, goal, and it's not ignoring people who like went to do it, you know, in one place or the other. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah. If you're going to live stream, you're going to have goals. Make them obvious. Put them out there. And I guess the thing I'm hearing as you describe that is I get the feeling that there are some explicit goals that you're sharing with your, your community yeah. in terms of we're looking to raise this much money this month. But I, yes. I feel like there's probably a lot of implicit goals in there as well in terms of... Sure. Um, you know, getting just just getting more awareness, getting more subscribers, followers, connections, um, people yeah. in Discord channels potentially as well. Um, for sure, and and, and again, guess, the that that progress bar would work for those types of you know goals, where instead of setting it up to a monetary uh, progress bar, you're setting it up to uh, you know subscribers or you know whatever it is. And I guess one thing that I hear a lot is uh, this idea that, that uh, subscribers and views don't necessarily mean anything at all. And I kind of want to push back on that a little bit because especially if you're a beginning creator, like any kind of signal that people might be interested in what you're doing, I yeah. think can be really, really useful. And I think also just the ability to celebrate some of those goals um on social media in communities is just a great excuse to to bring your content in front of other people as well so i'm curious yeah i know you have some thoughts on that as well yeah i mean it's not like i don't pay attention to subscribers or view counts or things like that i certainly do i just mentally put them in a this is a milestone thing this is a thing that is to be celebrated it is a talking point you know it's definitely i'm not going to not tell people that my youtube channel has 9.5 million views i mean those views are 10 years old by now but 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 you know it's a thing that i was capable of doing because i personally have a habit of like once i've done a thing i forget that thing ever existed like i came to a, like a, a realization the other night that I was like, holy crap, I did X, Y, and Z. I like totally forgot about this thing I did. You know, I don't want to, I've already tooted enough horns, but like it, it is a thing where, yeah, if I don't actively make a, a note to myself, I will forget that thing has happened. <laughs> so yes, celebrate your because, milestones. Yeah. I mean, I mean, definitely do that. I guess the other thing that, um, it sounds so obvious when I say it out loud, but I'm always surprised how universally true this is. The more I tell people about something, the more views it's going to get. And it doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that those are the perfect fit to, to join my audience and my community. But there's just something ab about just sharing links out on a fairly regular basis that is, does mind-boggling things to, to my views. If I upload a video and I walk away from it and I never mention it again, right? It's there's going to be some organic um, views, but I, I'm I'm always surprised just how true it is. And I kind of I, I talk about this a lot, but sometimes content creators are self-conscious about sharing and resharing things that they've done before. And even me personally, there, there's content that I know is really really good in previous live streams and i went to share something the other day and i went i know the green screen was a little crummy on this video i don't <laughs> want people to see it and that's fine because i think what i'll do is sometime in the new year we'll, we'll do another show on that same topic and i think that's that's a perfectly valid way of going but it is one of those things that i i think it can we, we talk about algorithms and it can be really tempting to think you just upload it and let it go and it's going to do whatever it's going to do. And obviously there are opportunities to optimize content and share it out there. But, uh, you know, I think 
marketing is really, really important. And I know it's often yeah. not the thing we like to do, but I think it is the thing right. that we need to do. Yes. <laughs> and I think this year has taught me that more and more. <laughs> like, I definitely was not this mindset two years ago, for sure. Um, I, I, I think, yeah, what you were saying about views and like just putting things out there and that is a very 2006 2007 attitude of like i'm just going to do it and it's going to go there and because the microcosm that was the internet was so small at the time you actually would get views uh and and attract attention and like you know there was like a human curator on on like youtube and stuff like that so like the chances that you would do something and it would actually stand out was significantly high Whereas now it is just such a sea of chaos that, yeah, the same, the same video I would put out now that if I had put out 12 years ago uh, would get 1% of those views that it would have gotten in the past, I guarantee. Um, the, the sort of slight exception to that being vertical videos which live and die in like a 48-hour window, but they do attract more attention because they're not being searched for you know it is just a swipe and watch experience and if the zeitgeist is with you you will see a quick spike um for a day or two and then it's gone like i've 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 been fairly consistent with my like youtube shorts where i'm like if i put it out at x time it's going to stay dormant for three or four hours and then at like 8 p.m it's going to like spike for two hours drop down i'll see two to five hundred views and that's it i know that's the way it's going to work i have not found any any consistency that changes that based on you know the posting time quality of content uh titles don't seem to really drive much of anything on YouTube specifically. So it's, it's a weird experience, but then it's gone. Uh, occasionally you see things light up a little bit here and there in the vertical, but with long form, you can definitely bring new life to an older video. I've seen that happen a lot. Um, and yeah, the more you push it out there, uh, there, you know, the more chance it will have of like getting a little, little spark of life back into it and more views and stuff. So again, you know, if that video has been created with a, a specific goal in mind, a specific mindset, you know, it's, it's probably going to do a little bit better is my guess, you know? Sure. And I guess the other thing I want to really think about in, on this segment specifically is, to, to really focus on the things that you can directly influence, because I think it can be really tempting to want to imagine that you can put something out into the world and to get a thousand views in the next 48 hours. But yeah. I like to focus on the things I can control, which is often yes. my output. And I kind of encourage people to think about this too, because uh, not only like, you know, no matter where you are in your content creation journey, you can and will get better if you practice. Like that is just universally true. And I know lots of people will tell you yeah. if you use XYZ tool, you'll just be amazing from day dot, but it doesn't really work that way. And the other thing is that, uh, you know, once you've, you've developed a consistent schedule, you've created things, you've shared them, whether it's live, whether it's pre-recorded, whether it's written, whatever, um, you, the really beautiful thing about that is you suddenly have a library of resources. Yeah. You have a back catalog. And especially in a place like YouTube, you don't really know what the entry point into your world will be. And I've had people, you know, in the last couple of weeks, reach out about things relating to the Atom Vertical plugin. I've had people asking about uh, CapCut captions. Um, these are, you know, we talk, I, I talk about video and live streaming on, and content creation generally on my channel, but they're all different sort of starting points where people can come in. And I kind of, I see some people that, uh, you know, that they say they're live streamers and they'll go live when and if it, you know, appeals to them. And I see people that are showing up every single week. And I, I've got to tell you, I just, I believe in my heart that there is, there is so much to be gained from doing it consistently to the extent that you're able yes. to. Yeah, consistently on, and scheduled. Like, yes. there, is, there is a huge difference between the show that John and I do 
and the random live streaming that I personally do, which I mostly do with no goal and, you know, intent. It's mostly just me being bored and wanting to go live, you know, like it's a social thing at that point. Whereas this is, is, you know, a very intentional show where we're trying to be educational and hopefully help people and like, you know, encourage people to use OBS and not a cam. Um, <laughs> things like that. Um, what? But I didn't say anything. <laughs> now that we've alienated a whole bunch of people, let's just check in on the chat. Um, big hello to Walter Strong the third, who's uh, joining us over on YouTube from the huddle. Uh, just a reminder, we're going to be talking to Walter um, early next year, so we're really psyched for that. Hello to CG as well. Hey, um, Sayed is is mentioning the smart goals, so specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. And I think yeah, that's good. I think that's a useful place, useful framework to think about goals. Um, but again, I I think a lot of the times, I don't even know how to form this thought I'm currently having. But you know, I, I think sometimes this is a great starting point, but it's it's perhaps not the be all and end all. Um, and in so many doodles writing that she uh, notices a huge difference with a consistent schedule. And I guess that's the thing. Like yeah. if you have a consistent schedule, you sort of become part of your audience's routine and this can be really, really <coughs> useful. And I, I've got to tell you, I'm a very habitual person and I listen to certain podcasts on certain days because I know that's when they come out. So right. anything that you can, you can do, I mean, obviously don't, don't burn out. And I guess my general advice is start small do something that you can repeat on a weekly basis. Once you've got that down and you're really comfortable, maybe think about adding something extra in. Yeah, I, I think a lot of being a content creator is forming habits, right? So like all of those people who are out there telling you like, put a short up every day, put three shorts up every day, go live every day. Don't do that. If you're not already doing that and like been doing it, for a long time, then you're on the fast track to burning out. Like, start simple. Like, analyze, you know, your your free time and then take a, a small portion of that and be like, I'm going to do one long-form video every two weeks. I'm going to do two shorts every week. Done. That's it. Stop. You're good. And, like, once you've built the the workflow and the habit of, like, doing those things and you know like okay because a, a long form video like i don't know how many of you out there have done it it could take you three hours it could take you three weeks like you need to be able to know i can do the every video i want to do is going to take me this long and now you can build your your workflow from there you can set your goals as far as content production from that and you'd be like great i have enough time to actually do one of these a week now two of these a week um you know or one of these a week and three shorts but like don't don't try and do every single day especially i know i'm probably talking to people who all have full-time jobs and are trying to do this on the hustle side right so don't don't kill yourself <laughs> doing content yes. yeah absolutely be smart about it uh, just going to check in with the chat. So uh, Steve's very own um, just notes that there's something to say about sure. random streaming. You get a chance to find out who would like to join you live but can't because of time zones. I think that's totally sure. fair. Um, yeah. And again, in some ways, like there, there's a degree of experimentation with sort of everything that, that you do. And you'll try something and it may or may not uh, work and you can try something different. But I think often... We try things once and then we give up or move on. And I think sometimes you just need to keep trying for a little bit longer. And it could, yeah, you know, I, there, there are so many moving parts with all of this. Um, so yeah. it just depends on, on what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do think there is something to be said about doing the random thing or, you know, putting out content on a new platform here and there just to see what it is. But like, A, have that, you know, sort of... Um, cornerstone content that you're always doing on schedule like every friday we're here we're doing this so then b when you do decide to do random stuff you can at least point back to that and be like hey this is when i do my normal show uh this is just a one-off thing but even then having some sort of um 
you know, strategy to those random streams, whether or not it's, you know, having a specific schedule, but like being like, I'm going to do this for three months. I'm going to do three random streams on YouTube and Instagram uh, for those three months, twice a week and see how that works so that I have actual data that I can look back on. Walt has got a really great question, and I think we'll we'll cover that when we start the next segment. So uh, this is the video and live streaming show. Uh, we're talking all about live streaming goals and measuring your success. Stay with us. And then I looked at the first assessment, and the first assessment was record a five-minute video, and it was a pretty simple introduction of yourself. There was nothing exciting. I didn't have to research. It was just a five-minute warm-up, and I freaked out that course is still sitting in the cupboard beside me. I see that stack of papers and I almost rock in the corner. Cost me a lot of money to sign up and I, I threw the whole course away. And that's Michelle J. Raymond uh, talking about her uh, journey in terms of overcoming uh, being afraid of, of being on camera, essentially, which you can hear more about on my podcast, Build a Presentation Muscle, which you can learn about over at johnlacey.com. This is the video and live streaming show. Today, we're talking all about setting and measuring goals. And before we get back into the main segment, let's uh, let's have a look at this question from, from Walter. Um, do you think that YouTubers become so crowded with new creators every day? Um, some creators don't really see the value in collaborating with one another from time to time. What do you think of that one, Sam? Yeah, I, I definitely think, you know, people have lost that vision. I think... I think there's kind of a lot going on with that where a yeah i think some creators have come to that weird mindset of like i have to do this alone this is me versus the world um but also i think there's also like a subset of creators that are that would be open to collaboration but are intimidated by the thought of like approaching other creators to ask them that or like they don't know how to go about it they don't know who to ask and yeah, I, I think it is something everybody should be looking at is like, who can I be collaborating with? What can I offer them? You know, it's, it's the same with like, when you approach a brand, right? You don't approach it with like, here's what you can do for me, Dr. Pepper. Uh, no, you go, this is what I can offer you. Um, so like, you know, that's, that's how you find those good collaborations. And that is how so many of those Phil DeFranco style, you know, like YouTubers came up in the world was from collaborating with others. Um, and you know, it still happens today. Like you see that on Twitch all the time where like two big streamers elevate each other by sort of, you know, sharing awareness to their communities by like going head to head in a game on stream or something. So collaboration is, um, you know, I, I think a key element of growing as a creator, and it should, to some extent, be kind of a goal. Uh, you know, like I went into this year with one of my sort of personal goals being um, to uh, to do a lot of podcast interviews, like not to host them, but to be a guest on other podcasts, which I might not have done quite as many as I wanted, but I definitely did that. Um, and that's a collaboration. And I think that helps, you know, on both sides. Cause like we raised awareness to the, some podcasts that people didn't know. And a bunch of people found out who I was and found out about the kitten cam. Um, so yeah, you know, anything you can do to work with other creators, uh, I, I encourage a hundred percent. I will say that sometimes the logistics of collaboration are quite difficult. Um, and especially in a live streaming um, situation, like I've, I've been in communication with all kinds of people that were open to having a conversation, but we just couldn't yeah. lock in the dates or something sure. changed or we, we lost touch. I think that that stuff is, is, and again, I don't know, maybe it's my lack of social skills or being an introvert, but I, I struggle <laughs> with that so much that... I reached a point where I was like, I just have to produce my own thing. And it's not to say that I wouldn't like to do collaborations because I think it, it would be really wonderful to do that. And I think there's a networking piece that I just need to get better at personally. But 
Um, I guess the other thing too, because Sam and I are so old, um, you know, we, we remember a much earlier version of YouTube where video yes. replies, for example, were a pretty standard oh, uh, part of the functionality of how the platform worked. And I think some of those technical things have gone away or changed. I know you can reply to comments with shorts um, in some situations, but I think sometimes the technical things lead to cultural change as well. So. Um, that, that was a great question, though. And it, on the back of um, that question, Saeed is saying, did it become too easy to just go live? It only needs a smartphone. I don't know. Yes. Like, I, I feel like... There's a, <laughs> okay, Sam is just saying yes. I, 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 I would say yes. Yeah. Go on, John. It feels like there are some assumptions built into that question. But, I mean, certainly the, the playing field has been leveled. So if you have an internet connection, if you have a, a phone with a camera and a microphone, you can certainly do that. But I, I guess what I would say is that there are a lot of people in the world and different people are looking for different contents. And I think, I, I want to believe there's room for everybody. Um, occasionally, like especially on TikTok, there are often streams of people just sleeping. And people yep. watch that stuff. So, I mean, nothing is, is potentially off, um, off the table in terms of that. But... Um, Yes, so, and I just want to note, um, Steve's very own is also noting that Twitch has a great uh, collaboration tool. Yeah, they, they do. Um, uh, I, I, can't, I, feel, I feel like they changed the name on me, but it was called Guest Star. It might be streamed together now. I don't remember. Um, I don't actually use that one because for this show, John and I just use StreamYard, which also has a very easy sort of guest invite system but uh for like the kitten cam for the just kitten around podcast we use uh video ninja which is a similar tool that works really well with obs um but yeah if you're strictly two twitch people doing you know uh, a gameplay share kind of head-to-head thing then yeah the built-in twitch tool is amazing because um, then you also both share those views which is super cool uh you had said something and i wanted to go back to that which was Oh, in response to Saeed's, uh, yeah, yeah. Is it too easy to go live? Uh, it certainly is. Um, and I think that is part of the impetus of why I thought this was a good topic to put out there as a show for today. Because, you know, especially in that gaming space, there are hundreds of millions of people streaming to one person who happens to also be themselves. Um, and it is because how easy it is to go live. And if you go live without purpose, without a goal, then that is what is going to happen. You are going to be streaming to yourself because on a site like Twitch, you are one of two million people streaming Fortnite. You are all the way at the bottom of that, you know, that page nobody will ever find you so you need to have those goals so that you can also figure out your promotion and how you're going to get those views so that you can keep the cycle going um so yeah I, that's what it was what is uh where are we at <laughs> okay cool so we're talking about measuring goals and i guess you've already sort of articulated if we do have business goals, if we do want to sell a number of copies of something or we have, you know, services that we want to sell, I guess it's, it's pretty easy to, to track and sort of establish whether, uh, you know, that's going to plan or whether potentially we need to do more marketing and promotion. But I guess, um, I'm just going to be really honest with you. Um, I open YouTube studio, there are a lot of numbers in there. I don't understand yes. most of them. I look at subscribers. I look at the view count for the last 28 days. And I look at the watch hours for the last 28 days. Yeah. And I know there's so much more data packed away there. But to be really honest with you, as somebody who hasn't been creating content on that particular YouTube channel for very long, I kind of need to protect my inner creator like i think if i really looked at how long people like the retention rates i would probably just cry and give up um yeah it's probably not the way way to do things <laughs> so i you know i think if we talk about measuring you know our success and our goals and whatnot and we're looking strictly at the live streaming aspect of it it's it's kind of really is like a tricky mess because especially with a site like YouTube, um, it's, it's, it's weird, right? Like you're going to have 
a lot of sort of those people that casually find you and immediately drop off. So your retention rate is going to probably be crap, right? So when we go into live streaming, I think having content goals is really what we need to be looking at and turning live streams into VOD format, you know, VOD long format content or short content or podcast content. And then you can analyze those things better because it's, it's almost just an easier one-to-one kind of like this worked because thumbnail title, you know, that kind of thing, where this worked because the quality of the content kept them, you know, with the average retention. Whereas with live, you don't know what time they showed up on and, and all that stuff. So I think it's, it's a lot harder uh, to sort of measure that success in a way. And it's interesting because I was having a conversation with someone earlier today, um, you know, about the differences between live streams and sort of recorded content. And yeah. while it's certainly true that you can take your live stream and you can cut it up into different ways and repurpose that as podcast or video on demand, I, in some ways, I think it's almost better just to quickly record another video and just hit those major points because there are people that want to hang out, they want to chat, they want to contribute, they want to network with each other. And there are people that just want the answer. Like, how do I do right. this thing? Yeah. And I, I, it's, it's interesting because YouTube these days has so many different um, things in terms of video on demand, live streaming, um, the, the shorts, uh, even the podcast playlists for YouTube music. Um, I, I just, a part of me always likes to diversify because again, I'm just looking for a lot of different entry points so people can step yeah. into my world. Yeah, and I think that is how you look at that is like, you know, what is the final product, right? Because, <clears throat> you know, if we, we say the final product is is uh, trying to sell a book or something, then that's very obvious. If we don't have that sort of um, monetized final product, then it becomes trickier. You know, when we go back to... I just want to make funny videos or whatever. So what is the final product there? You know, and then, you know, how do we utilize all of these tools? We do have live still, we do have podcasts, we have, you know, shorts and all that. So does it become at that point, the final product is we're trying to push views to one specific VOD and we use all of these tools and that's fine. You know, if you, if that is the goal, then that is the goal. Um, it's just making a name for yourself technically is I think the goal at that point. But within that, you have to then have the mini goal of like all of these things funnel to one video point. So I want to see if I can take the, um, the short, you know, channel views and funnel them to the VOD. And I want to see if I can make loyal followers when I do a live stream and have them come back time and time again. So I know the next time I push a new video, they're going to be the first ones to see it. And I guess it's, it's worth keeping in mind that some of those segments of that audience, like some people are only into YouTube shorts. They won't watch sure. anything else. And yeah. I think it's important to keep that in mind. So you're not sort of beating yourself up knowing that, that many of them aren't following you over. So, um, um, I have a weird side note on this, which is if anyone, if you know, Jenny Hoy, uh, she is the queen of shorts. She could put a short out. It's guaranteed a million views. I was watching an interview with her in when she was uh, talking to like a niece or a nephew or something. And they came to her with what they thought was new and amazing information, which was YouTube has horizontal videos. Mm -hmm. Like their entire existence and experience with YouTube was shorts only. And it, it broke something in me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what is genuinely wild is during the week, um, and again, I don't know how much of this will translate to anybody outside of Australia, but there is an Australian pop musician by the name of Ben Lee, and he was asking, uh, you know, how do you, how do you upload horizontal videos uh, to TikTok? Because, I, and I, I didn't even know this was a thing, but um, it turns out that you can you can upload horizontal videos to TikTok uh, mm. from desktop, and it'll it'll sort of 
proper thumbnail, it'll show it in the feed, but there's also a view full screen option. And I didn't know this was a thing, but I just tried it on desktop and reported back and, and said this is how that works. So, I, I mean, it's, it's funny, a lot of people get quite neurotic about, um, you know, what is the future? What is the new shiny thing? But they just, they all right. converge on top of each other given enough time, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I just want to um, uh, talk about um, Saeed's question here. And again, it's something, Sam, you might have to address because I don't have this functionality. But um, do your short trailers during lives like this one actually work? Um, can you measure it somehow? And I, I must admit, my mind went somewhere slightly different to what I think um, Saeed is asking. So first of all, um, there is a functionality where you can upload a live I, I don't know if they call it a tra trailer or a preview. And essentially, if you go to that video on YouTube before you go live, it just it just plays something in its place as a, as a placeholder. Though I guess what Saeed is probably asking is that the short promos that we have between our segments, right? Um, you know, <clears throat> are they potentially... And, and I, I've got to be really honest with you, I don't know and we don't really... We haven't really set up tracking links to even sort of cover that, but... It, how would you respond yeah, to that question? There, there's, yeah, if that's what we're talking about, we're talking about like the Just Kitten Around promo and the Michelle promo. There's no actionable like thing happening there aside from just awareness. So the only sort of guidance we can have is on the, the replay of, you know, the live stream is we can look in YouTube, which we're going out to eight different platform so we're only seeing the the youtube analytics at this point and we can see if there's a dip you know between segments and stuff like that which we probably aren't paying attention to that so much so right now we're not really measuring that you could it's not great the i guess the best thing would be for us to create some sort of um you know, thing where whenever those promos happen, we're putting like links in the chat or a QR code on screen, and then we can measure that, uh, which we're not doing. And, and I should say, um, that maybe a we should. Lot of the, <laughs> some, but not all of the destinations um, do have uh, links in the comments. So on YouTube, sure. on LinkedIn, I think if you go to the, the about section yeah. or the, the description, you can find links to those, but we're not really tracking them in any any meaningful sense, which isn't to say we couldn't. So, I mean, right. we could, uh, we could I mean, certainly we set should. up tracking links um, and say episode, blah, 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 um, you know. But again, I, I think awareness yeah. is, is pretty much where that is at the moment. So, yeah. um, Sam, let's uh, let's play one more promo and we'll, we'll see if it gets you any work. Um, and we'll come back <laughs> and we'll, we'll start to wrap up the show. And I believe it's this one here. If you've been watching us for a while or this is your first time and you're thinking, Sam, John, this is great stuff. But I'm wearing a lot of hats already, and I don't need to add this to my list of things that I'm doing. But I really want to live stream. I've got you covered. I've been a freelance technical director and stream operator for 20 years, and I can help you either with one-on-one -on -one counseling, setups of shows, or even run your whole show for you. Get in touch with me, samproof at gmail.com, or find out more at samproof.tv. And of course, you can reach out to Sam if you do need those uh, live production skills for, for your project. Um, Sam, I, I noticed um, in the previous segment, we were going to talk a little bit about tracking results and spreadsheets. And I know you're the king of, of spreadsheets. So <laughs> is there anything that you'd like to share with us on that specifically? Oh, God. Um... I should just tell everybody, um, the, the way Sam plans his, his shorts um, and TikTok videos and reels... He has this giant spreadsheet where uh, it's just columns and columns of stuff, and you know, around different topics. It's yeah. I, I used to uh, think I was an enthusiastic spreadsheet user, but Sam leaves me for dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think, you know, as far as like tracking results, I use it a little less for that. If for me, the the like spreadsheets and the Trello are more on the lines of the content creation, and it's just 
You know, it's that old comedian's thing of having like that little book where you're writing, you know, jokes in that you're going to finish later. Whereas for me, it's like, here is 10,000 ideas for videos. So I'm never caught short on like, what's a video I can make at this point. It's like, can I make, how many of these can I make before I'm gone? <laughs> like, you know, um, so it's, it's a little bit more of that. What I do, uh, use for sort of tracking goals and measuring those sort of things is a, uh, like a Google slide presentation where I have different sort of sections. So I do have one that tracks my top 10 platforms for the kitten cam because we go out to way more than, you know, 10 platforms and whatever. So I want to see where I'm getting the most new viewers. Uh, so I have like that concept in mind, of, like if I want to keep going the multicasting route, this is what that looks like. Uh, I'm tracking what sort of, you know, gifts we've received and donations we've received so I can make sure that I'm putting out the content to thank those people uh, and things like that. And, you know, I, that it's all it's all basically a comprehensive weekly report that goes just to me. <laughs> but part of that is knowing that one day we will become like a nonprofit, we will need this essentially for, you know, uh, our nonprofit obligation, you know, more or less. It may take a different form at that point, but it's, again, building that habit more so than it is even getting great results on those uh, things. But it does, you know, it does give me insight of like, what I want to be working on next. So like we've, we've done a lot of um, platform-based goals right now where it's like we're trying really hard to like hit certain numbers, even though at the beginning of the show I said that's not a goal. That is legitimately a goal for us because it's going to unlock features that we want to get, like the ability to live stream to TikTok is, uh, you know, dependent on us hitting certain uh, follower goals. So yeah. I have that. <laughs> and I, that, that's actually another thing uh, when people tell me that subscribers don't matter. Like, I, I'm, I'm so far away from this right now, but I'm just conscious of the fact that there are certain YouTube features that will be unlocked to me once I reach 1,000 subscribers. Yeah. So I guess that's the, the other thing too. But, you know, if you do have specific business goals, if you, do, uh, if you know where you're headed, that's great. I guess, you know, I've already alluded to the fact that much of what I do is incredibly nebulous. And I feel like if you're just beginning, if you're finding your feet, don't obsess over the numbers themselves, but look right. at the, the broader trend. Yeah, and, and I, I know, think I've, that... I, I, no, I was going to say, I think that is the main point that I was trying to drive home is that if you focus solely on numbers, you are going to constantly feel like you have lost, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you... You're like, I want 10,000 YouTube subscribers because that's, you know, the th or it's what, what, 4,000 watch time hours, which actually 4,000 watch time hours is a better goal than 10,000 YouTube subscribers. Um, just because, because <laughs> it proves you're doing something right. <laughs> and I know it's a little bit more abstract, but I think it's important to practice gratitude wherever you are, because I've been on calls with people that have complained they're only getting 3,000 um, monthly downloads on their podcast at a time when I think I was getting 25 total. Right. Um, and you, you can always, you can always build some more things, but if you don't sort of acknowledge the, the success that you've had and the growth that you've made, you're always going to be unhappy. And I guess the other thing, and I'm just going to put my hand up again, because in the last week I was tantalizingly close to a round number in my watch hours uh, on YouTube, and I just asked my friend to watch a couple of episodes of our show. And the thing that I think was lost on me in that moment is there is a bit of lag between things happening on YouTube and them being reported in the back end. So yes. after she did that, I thought, like, none of my numbers were changing at all for a couple of days. And I'm like, oh, my God, no one cares unless I'm constantly feeding this thing. But then a couple of days later, the numbers did actually update, and I could go into the stats and... You know, there was uh, 50, 60 views per day, uh, even when I wasn't sort of actively pushing it. So, yeah. again, it's so easy to get stuck in your head and, and get neurotic about these things. And I just, I just want to encourage everybody to just take a moment, appreciate where they are, and, you know, feel, feel good about the things that you've done so far.
Okay, awesome. So as we begin to wrap up today, um, Sam, where can people learn more about you and what's your content and all, all those good things? Yeah, head over to samproof.tv. You'll find all of my social links at the top left there. And I'm here every Friday with John, but you can find me randomly streaming on Twitch or YouTube throughout the week. And if you didn't have enough cats in your life this week, head over to cuteavalanche.com where we are streaming 24-7 on all of the best platforms. Just the best ones, not the terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to catch up with anything i'm up to uh you can head over to johnlacy.com there are social links at the bottom of those pages uh, a whole bunch of articles on obs studio and other various things including the the podcast build a presentation muscle so thank you everybody who's joined us live and uh thank you to anybody who's watching this in the future we've really appreciated your company today next week on the show we're actually talking about show prep so i guess getting back to um Said's question Yes, you can just hit the button and go live, but I think if you want to bring value to your audience, it's worth planning a little bit. So we're going to unpack yeah. how we do that and some things that you might like to consider as well. Maybe I'll show. So have a great week and a great weekend, <laughs> and we'll uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Bye, y'all.